Welcome back to the Cushy Millennials podcast, everybody. I'm Jordan here with my wife, Hallie, and welcome to our first Freaky Friday episode, which was supposed to come out breaking the fourth wall on Friday, which was yesterday for us. But and do some some little uh, uh, struggles with recording. Um, it's now coming out a little bit later, but we feel that the content of this episode was important so we still wanted to record it for you guys and put it out for you guys so you guys are aware of this information and in today's freaky friday episode which freaky fridays are all about getting freaky with your significant other we're going to be talking about blood pressure and connecting it back to tuesday's episode talking about eating healthy and all that good stuff hi love hey how are you I still have a cold, so. Mm, but she's she's I trooping noticed. it out. She's out here. And you called it blood pressure, but I think we're more so going to talk about blood flow in general. Is there, I feel like that's one and the same, is it not? I don't well, know. I'm not a medical expert. It makes it sound like we're just talking about a problem. Like, let's talk about. Fix your blood pressure. <laughs> you know, yeah. blood flow is a little bit more. More all-encompassing. A, a pos- positive connotation, I guess. All right. Well, that's fair. So I guess we're talking about blood flow and how to get some good blood flow going around your body and get it uh, to the right places when you need it. I guess we're not also talking about women's flow. We're not talking about that No, not that flow. Not auntie flow. (laughs) Definitely not auntie flow. We're just talking about general blood flow throughout the body. you know, we could talk about that in future episodes. Maybe one day. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see how things go. (laughs) But in today's episode, let's talk about, so on Tuesday, we talked a little bit about uh, some of the foods that affect blood flow negatively. Um, Can you recap some of that stuff for our listeners? If you have anything in mind or anything, I guess, that comes to mind, any specific foods that folks or eating habits that folks should kind of try to avoid to. Yeah, well, we talked a lot about um, healthy fats and non-healthy fats. And we talked about how um, eating unhealthy fats can negatively affect your heart health, your cardiovascular health, which all these things are very intertwined. Uh, blood pressure, blood flow, cardiovascular health, heart health, all, all these things are all intertwined. And we talked a lot about um, omega-3 fatty acids and um, healthy fats and these are the guys who help lower cholesterol and they're basically like in the blood. They're just kind of like the dude at the party. That's just kind of like, let's get out of here, man. Like, mm. you know, I'm taking you out and, mm. and they just, it's and the they wing just go. Yeah. yeah. Well, not yeah, really. I mean, kinda, no, sort of. no, it's kind of like the person who's like, nah, this party's whack. Let's get out. Ah, the trailblazer. <laughs> yeah. And, mm. and they like 
bring all their friends and like okay cool yeah we out now let's follow the cool guy he knows where the party's at (laughs) yeah yeah that so all these um healthy bats help with uh you know clearing out all those clogged arteries Mm. and getting that blood flow going gotta clean house every once in a while yeah something that surprised me when we were kind of doing a little bit of our research for this episode was the issues that blood flow can cause for men and women um, when it comes to sexual health and how uh, relatable or how closely similar they are amongst men and women. Because, you know, you think that we have different reproductive organs, so maybe it affects us a little bit differently. And really, no, there's like three major ways that blood flow, bad blood flow or blood pressure can affect men and women specifically in lowered sex drive or arousal for both men and women, um, difficulty achieving orgasm in both men and women or uh, interfering with ejaculation and just reducing sexual desire as a, as in a, you know, in general. And the only difference just because anatomy is different in men, you know, uh, low blood flow can cause erectile dysfunction and, I was surprised to learn that erectile dysfunction affects one third of men at some point, which is a pretty high number when you think about it. Like that's a lot of, a lot of guys out there that are struggling with that, which can cause a lot of anxiety and, um, you know, can affect their relationships with their sexual partners. And the only, and then again in women, instead of ED, because women don't have a penis, um, negative blood flow, can present itself in vaginal dryness and the inability for yeah. women to self-lubricate. We also talked about, uh, on Tuesday, we talked about um, blood sugar regulation mm. and, uh, you know, the how sugar in the blood can do a lot of the same things we're talking about here. Right. Um, erectile dysfunction. So all these things are interrelated. Um, diabetes obviously puts you at risk for cardiovascular issues. Um, so basically back to what i'm saying like why do we make shit so difficult just eat healthy fats and healthy carbs like complex carbs people yeah complex here with your diet i think the problem for a lot of people is that they don't realize that these issues are related to or can can be linked back to the way that they eat Mm -hmm. you know i think a lot of people don't recognize that i think a lot of people aren't educated in you know proper eating habits and how your eating habits can affect you physically long term for somebody who's been studying this and doing this for so long it's just frustrating because like why can't we make shit simple for people yeah like why are we making things difficult it's just Mm. that's a whole in my opinion, that's a whole political argument to have about big food companies yeah, lobbying yeah. and well, putting yes. out terrible products yes. and all that, all that jazz. Cause I know one of the, um, top things that we, that I found in my research on ways that you can, uh, increase your blood flow or drop your blood pressure is to reduce your sodium intake. And if you look at a lot of the foods that are offered, especially in the United States, they're the sodium content is like through the roof, crazy high. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're not educated on the food that you're putting into your body and exactly what's in it, you're just like, oh, I'll just go to McDonald's for a quick little meal. And it's like, that's probably so much sodium that you're throwing into your body. 
this just goes right along with like the theme of our of our show here. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't do the status quo, people. Don't do. If you want to be, unfortunately, the the normal human being right now is unfortunately the unhealthy human being. Let's let's all be different. Come on, let's all go together. You gotta break that mold. Gotta break that (laughs) mold. Let's go to a better party. Let's follow the cool guy and go to a better party. I love it. That's fantastic. So, I guess the question that we have now to discuss amongst ourselves is, you know, what are some natural ways that we can obtain better blood flow what do you think babe in your humble opinion as a dietitian well everything obviously we've already been talking about but some of the fun things that we can talk about during this episode is some of the um ingredients and foods and common foods that people like to call aphrodisiacs Mm. Um, but there is something to that. Uh, some people say it's like super naysayer thing. Um, like, oh, aphrodisiacs aren't real or. Oh, it's like, a yeah. But there, there actually are some components in those foods that, um, can help with blood flow. So, uh, things like oysters, shellfish, they have zinc, which helps, um, with arousal, it helps with, um just kind of getting getting things going yeah then uh you have also um things like watermelon and beets Mm. Mm -hmm. beets have um let's remember here scroll back nitrates yeah beet juice is high in nitrates exactly um so and these are things that you can find in viagra obviously um beets won't do what viagra does i mean that's that's pharmaceuticals in a nutshell i mean pharmaceuticals have certain herbs Mm -hmm. that or ingredients that are like super highly concentrated um but you know you can still get these things from food yeah so there's an article on healthline um that talks about is beet juice a natural treatment for erectile dysfunction? And one of the things that this article mentions is that beet juice is high in nitrates and your body turns nitrates into nitric oxide, which is a gas that naturally produce, which is naturally produced in the body, which may prevent um, erectile dysfunction. Um, and it's so effective that, you know, nitric oxide is sold as a dietary supplement on its own, like you were saying. So you can find this stuff. You don't have to, if you don't like beets, you can find nitric oxide probably at your local vitamin shop or something. But I, I would say, like, most people like watermelon. Yeah, definitely. Most people like watermelon. Um, and we found another article on WebMD that talked about watermelon and the properties that are in watermelon to kind of help with blood flow and there's a natural compound in watermelon called uh i'm probably gonna not pronounce this correctly citrulline Mm -hmm. citrulline citrulline um which is found uh, and researchers originally thought that the citrulline was only found in the rind of the watermelon but recent studies have shown that there's a higher amount of the citrulline in yeah people don't go eating the rind of watermelon don't eat the rind of watermelon no that's it's not what you want to do um 
so definitely, you know, pick up a watermelon next summer. And, uh, or, I mean, obviously seasonal, local. It's currently October where we live. And I think watermelon season has passed. Yes, but, you know, you can always get it year round if you really want to. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, obviously seasonally is best. But you, you can, in, in our day and age, you can get watermelon anytime you want. Yeah. But. <laughs> so the, um. Citrulline, if you're thinking, you know, what is citrulline? How does that work? What is, and why are watermelons good for blood flow and partly an aphrodisiac in a way? Um, So citrulline is an amino acid that's converted into arginine, which is arginine. See, I'm not going to pronounce these correctly. This is why, this is why you're here, my dietitian. Um, But arginine is a precursor for nitric oxide, which helps um in blood vessel dilation so you know back again to that nitric oxide being the mvp of blood flow essentially so those are two really good foods good pre-workouts too oh good pre-workouts for all of our fitness buffs out there to i mean think about watermelon as a pre-workout i mean we're kind of all talking about stamina here that's mm. that's the mm. that's the thing we want get your stamina up and uh for <laughs> working out and for in bed so mm. so instead of the rice crispy treat pre-workout fad that's going around these days just eat yourself a bowl of watermelon cubes call it a day or not even cubes like you know those little um scooper oh the watermelon balls balls. yeah (laughs) put some watermelon balls in your mouth before the gym (laughs) absolutely or before bed or before bed (laughs) not bed um like that i know going to sleep before you have sex that's what (laughs) she meant before you get freaky on friday so those are two really good um you don't have to just get freaky on fridays well get freaky every day if you can but this is a Freaky Friday episode. That's that's all I'm saying. So watermelon and beets are two really good foods that you can eat to kind of help with blood flow. And Healthline has another article um, that talks about seven foods that can help boost your sex life. Um, and these foods kind of help with boosting libido, boosting blood flow and heart health and kind of improving your stamina again. Um, you don't have to go through all of these. They they touch upon no, a lot. No, but I'm going to list all. That's only seven. I'm going to talk about all seven. There might be some good stuff in here. All right. Well, one of them's meat, and and I think it can get a little confusing for people. Like, well, go. It ahead. says certain meats. Anyways, okay. the first one is oysters. <laughs> first one's oysters, and for the reason Hallie talked about earlier, um, is that these foods, oysters, are high in zinc, um, which also helps increase blood flow. And can help get all the blood moving to all of your sexy parts to help them work properly. Um, number two is certain meats, um, but only meats that contain specific amino acids, uh, like high protein foods, including beef, chicken, and pork, is what it says on this article here. But you can take that with a grain of salt. You don't have to eat those. Uh, salmon is number three on this yeah, list. That's for why we the talked about omega threes. Omega three fatty acids. Yeah. And salmon is a really good source of those omega three fatty acids and is delicious to boot in my opinion. 
But that's just me. I love salmon. Number four is nuts and seeds. Um, and they also talk high in zinc. Yeah, all of these are also high in zinc and contain. Um, I'm gonna mispronounce it again. Ar- arginine. Arg- arginine. Ar- arginine. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like wait, that should not be pronounced that way. Yeah, it's but weird. It is. Yeah. So, but get you I some should nuts. I should just go to like one of my next dietitian or like you know at the hospital or something, and we're talking about like wound healing or something. Just like I'm just gonna pronounce it arginine and arginine. see if somebody like looks at me weird. They probably won't. I don't know. Maybe they will. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this whole time like. I've been pronouncing it wrong and like every no. single dietitian. Arginine know. sounds more instead of, I don't know. Anyway. I didn't go to school for this, man. No, just be Anyways, funny. number five is apples, believe it or not, uh, because they're rich in a compound called, here we go again, cor, quercetin. Quercetin? Quercetin. I don't know. It's an antioxidant, a type of flavonoid, um, which offers a number of health benefits uh, directly related to sex would be promoting circulation, treating erectile dysfunction, and managing the symptoms of prostatitis. 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 (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to pronounce that word, but I do know what it is. Prostatitis. There's too many T's for it to just be I prostitutes. I really don't know. But I don't know. But I, I don't do know, even know what that. I've never. I've even heard, heard that word. I looked. I only reason why I know that word is because in the very first episode of the podcast that I have with Jay, the Basic Boys podcast, shameless plug on this Freaky Friday, um, we talked about butt stuff and like whether or not we would let our significant others uh, perform booty stuff on us. And I know that. In men specifically, because men are the only ones that have prostates, um, anal play can help with prostate, prostatitis, which is basically just like, um, <laughs> prostatitis, prostatitis <laughs> which, is, <laughs> um, which is basically just like an early onset of, uh, prostate cancer, essentially. Oh, so shit, that's not funny. No, but the word, sorry, it's, I don't know how to pronounce it, uh, prostatitis. Um, but yeah, it helps with (laughs) stuff like that. So yeah, apples can help. Apples can help with prostatitis, prostatitis, (laughs) it's going to be prostatitis for forever now for me, just because, (laughs) just because it's funny. Um, anyways, moving on from number five, the apples on this list to, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. To well, number six, beets. With beets, which we actually, we which we talk already about talked that. about, because they're high in antioxidants and all that good stuff. And number seven, the which good old leads us to the good old red wine. I'm sure a lot of people have heard about, or discussed, or even experienced how red wine can be a natural aphrodisiac. Um, red wine is really actually pretty healthy for you, actually. But in moderation, you lose all positive effects if typically if you go over two glasses. Oh, so two glasses is the max. That's two like 
like eight ounce glasses, twelve ounce glasses. Shoot, like nah, I don't know. Six ounce glasses. What, what What are we talking about? A glass talking, of wine. We're talking about alcohol here. And what's what's a serving of alcohol? What's a serving well of wine. serving an alcohol serving is wine of wine is different. Like every alcohol serving is different. Like a serving of liquor is just a shot. A serving of beer is a twelve ounce can. So it depends. What's wine then? I don't know. Let's see. Google. Five ounces. Okay. So no more than 10 ounces of wine at a time to maintain those positive, healthy benefits. Um, so to get all those antioxidants. I recommend one glass, though. Well, to each their own. Okay. Um, so in a 2009 study involving 798 women, um, it was found that good study. regular, moderate intake of red wine was linked with higher sexual desire, lubrication, and overall sexual function. Um, and then they go on to say, re- researchers noted that drinking more than two glasses of red wine daily or indulging in other types of alcoholic beverages didn't produce the same results. So if you want that red wine to be working the way that it should... Only stick to two glasses. And the biggest component, which is something I know you really want to talk about because you had a little bit of an experience with this, is resveratrol, which is a plant compound that acts like an antioxidant, um, which acts like an antioxidant and is found in red wine. Um, It's mainly from the seeds and skins of grapes and berries, which is why it's so rich in red wine because you crush up all those seeds and skins and it ferments into the red wine so let's talk about a little bit about resveratrol babe well so you can get it in supplement you can yes you don't only have to drink red wine concentrated uh you know amounts of resveratrol and um i i had it in this really like kind of like tasty little supplement mm-hmm. drink that you like mixed in with water i think yeah um and then also i had this like really other really high antioxidant um supplement drink that i was having this was like years ago but um which is called orac which i can't remember shoot what is that but it's basically like a really high um antioxidant containing um drink with like and a lot of the ingredients were like berries like really concentrated um stuff and then i just remember having one of like the strongest orgasms i ever had Mm. i probably like had stronger ones after that but like at the time it was kind of like oh wow this actually does really work yeah um so if you want to go and get yourself yeah so if you're not a fan of wine but you want the benefits of wine yeah and it's very it's very good like it's um it's like drinking like a really flavorful like berry type flavor yeah do you remember the name of the brand of the resveratrol that you got well it was isotonics which was a market isotonics oh yeah Mm -hmm. um it all depends on what you're into but that is uh yeah it was market america which or isotonics is um Mm -hmm. the market america brand got you but uh you can get it really from anywhere you can get it from whole foods okay yeah, so next time that you're uh, out in your supplement section of your local grocery store or Whole Foods or wherever might have this, check to see if they got some resveratrol to 
get those effects of red wine if you don't want to drink two glasses of red wine every day. Or live your best life. Drink two glasses of red wine every day. I don't know what's cheaper. But yeah, live your best life, people. Do whatever it is that makes you happiest. Right. And horniest. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, it all goes back to like how... They used to eat back then, you know, our ancestors and stuff. And mm-hmm. um, just think about, like, the foragers and just the people who were finding all these, like, delicious berries, like, out yeah. when they were just foraging yeah. and bringing it back to the family. And um, it's just good stuff. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense if you think about the historical depiction of, like, ancient Greece and stuff. And they were always brought grapevines. And they were yeah. always snacking on grapes, and those Greeks were some horny folks. Yeah, they they loved to get down because mm-hmm. they were eating and consuming a whole bunch of resveratrol naturally. We just figured out life, people. God damn! So stop eating, stop eating conventionally, start eating more like our ancestors, and start having a whole lot better sex. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's the moral of this episode. Exactly. We have a lot of other topics I'm excited to talk about. Oh, yeah. But um, Fridays are going to be real freaky. Yeah, I mean, tell us any experiences you had with any of the stuff that we talked about today. Like if, um, you know, you've noticed it's helped for you, if you've heard of this advice before, what are your thoughts? Yeah, sounds good. And with that. We'll see you guys next week on Monday. We hope you have a great weekend, even though it is the weekend. But we hope you're having a fantastic weekend. Remind yourself that you're awesome. Look yourself in the mirror and give yourself a high five. Smack yourself right in the face in the mirror. Not in the face. It'll still hit your hand. Well, if you think about oh it. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> got him. <laughs> uh, bye, everybody. <laughs>